What's up, guys? Welcome to episode one of No... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So today we're going to talk a little bit about perseverance or in a more negative light, failure. <laughs> how to um, kind of overcome failure and how we've done that in our lives. But <clears throat> first, I'm going to start by talking about a book that I've been reading. Super boring. Just kidding. It's a really good book. Um, it's called You Can't Hurt Me, and it's by David Goggins, who was a Navy SEAL. After a long, hard life, he finally became a Navy SEAL, which was like one of his life goals. And now he runs marathons, and he runs 100-mile marathons, which is absolutely insane. And I can't even run one mile, let alone 100. <laughs> so it, it really just goes through his um, tough and pretty tragic upbringing. And he talks all about the failures in his life and how he used... Um, the pain to basically push him to human limits that most people could not fathom. I mean, I don't know about you guys if you've heard about how hard Navy SEAL training is. Oof. But it's probably one of the hardest things ever to that's go like, through. Yeah, I've heard that's like the hardest thing to go yeah, through. Yeah, they do some really crazy shit <clears throat> in yeah. Navy SEAL training, which, I mean, I, I like competition like that. Like, I like CrossFit and stuff like that. So reading this was, yeah. it's really cool. It's a It's a cool book, but... Anyway, um, I just think if you're interested, you should give it a read because he kind of talks about how, you know, he uses that pain to really callous his, himself and callous his mind so that he can get through really tough times and really hard um, things, especially like running and Navy SEAL training. I can imagine that would probably be really helpful. So <laughs> um, especially with being in college and college athletes, which we both have been um, and just you know, being a human being, overall, we have to learn how to use our failures to grow ourselves and to... Yeah. Yeah, so... To not let any kind of failure define you or affect the, the way, path that you're on mm -hmm. and where you want to go. And, and the way that you see yourself. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people let failure really affect their their self-image, mm -hmm. and that can really They create that growth. new self-image when that failure happens. Mm -hmm. Which happens a lot around us, I mean... Um, mm -hmm. McKenna still plays volleyball for tech and I do not anymore for reasons we can get into later. Um, but yeah, that's part of my failure journey. So yeah. we'll get into that. But anyway, so the quote that we kind of picked for today was our greatest glory is not failing, but in rising every time you fail. So right. how to basically pick yourself up right. when you feel like you have nothing left. Yeah. That is definitely a glory. I feel yeah. like that's definitely a win. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, it might be that cliche that everybody knows, but it's not the failure that defines you. It's how you deal with the failure that defines you. Mm -hmm. And I think that can be used in just about every kind of failure that you experience. We whether fail it's all the big, time. Whether it's <laughs> failing a quiz for the seventh time in a row. <laughs> <laughs> Which McKenna just did. <laughs> Which so. I just did about ten minutes ago. So, yeah, I'm dealing with that, but, yeah. So, <laughs> McKenna, what... What was a time in your life where you felt like you truly failed? <laughs> I told you I have a long list, but... Okay, pick the one that comes to your mind. The one that first comes to my mind was when I first got to tech. 
and it was our first day of volleyball practice. We hadn't started school yet, but it was mm-hmm. preseason. I remember this. Just so everyone knows, I was there for this. <laughs> I witnessed this failure. Keep going. Well, um, the first day of uh, like our preseason, we have our condo test, which is called Big Ten. You run down and you run down and back in the gym ten times, and you try to make it under certain. No, to, for to really. Exacerbate or exacerbate, however you say that word, <laughs> to really, exa- I, whatever, to really, <laughs> no, to really prove how hard this is, you have to run and touch both like, sides of the gym, both sides of the gym, which is longer than the basketball longer court, longer than the basketball court, it's Way probably longer. a quarter and a half. Yeah, it's about a quarter and a half, and you have to do it each end, so one, two, three, four, five, six, back and forth, yeah. ten times in under two minutes, a actually, minute a minute fifty, right. yeah. And we've been doing, and I've been at tech, this was my, this would have been my fourth season. So every year that I did it, I only would get like 145 or 140. Like I think the lowest I ever got was like 139. Mm-hmm. But the record was like, what, a minute and a half? Oh, I think Logan probably said it last year. Like yeah, she did. She beat the record yeah. the first year. So anyway, Something go ahead. stupid. Anyways, so I go into this test thinking I have played basketball. I have ran suicides. This is going to be fine. I'll just keep up with everybody else. Just going to well, pace yourself. my dumbass started out sprinting. <laughs> <laughs> and long story short, I was walking by the end of it, and I did not make the time. Actually, I I think my time was like 2.20. Like, oh, my god! <laughs> it was 30 seconds over what it should have been. And I just felt defeated. I went to the garbage can, threw up. Everybody <laughs> was watching me. I threw up, too, actually. They were cheering me on as I was walking down mm-hmm. the court trying to finish. Mm-hmm. And so that was really hard. And I remember feeling sorry for myself and thinking that I was not, I think, I genuinely thought I was going to get kicked off the team. But, <laughs> which did not happen. So, yeah, my coach basically told me to suck it up and do it again the next day. Which is hard because <clears throat> um, we live in Butte, which is over a mile high. Over, yeah. Definitely over a mile high. And I spent the entire summer. In Orange County and on I, Huntington Beach. Yeah. So the elevation change was definitely not negligible. There was <laughs> it definitely, wasn't negligible. It was definitely apparent, and that first day just kicked my ass. It and did. So <clears throat> the next day, thankfully, I figured out what to, what I did wrong. Obviously, mm-hmm. I shouldn't have started sprinting mm-hmm. first. <laughs> definitely running. For the first minute. You want to run yeah. down the court and like. Yeah. In eight seconds. But anyway, so. Anyways. So it made you feel really humiliated. You oh felt my embarrassed. I, yeah, I thought my life was over. I genuinely thought I was not going to get, <laughs> I thought my scholarship was getting taken away. I was like, I got to go home. Like, it was bad. But. For about she, 12 hours. <laughs> right. But. Next day, I passed it by two seconds and <laughs> all was well, you know. And I don't know, it's not like I hit the, hit the weight room that whole night just pumping iron right. and stuff. But. It was more of a mental thing, I think, that definitely. I definitely got over that mental break of, God, I suck. Dude, that <laughs> sucked. Like, <laughs> I definitely got over that. And yeah, well, you don't my- suck because she ended up, <clears throat> after passing that, she <laughs> ended up playing super well all season and started 90% of our games as a freshman, setting. In the NAIA, super. I mean, the NAIA isn't a super great division, but we're a good team a good for division. NAIA. We right. did go to nationals that year. And we did well at nationals, and we did well. We t- we placed top twenty in the nation out mm-hmm. of like two hundred and forty schools. So, you yeah. know, that one two minute <clears throat> failure did not definitely did not define, did not define my define, season. No, in it fact, did not. it honestly just makes me smile looking back on it now because, right, you know, that was probably 
like I said, my first biggest failure. I kind of coasted through high school. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I think most of us do. (laughs) But anyway, so back to what we're talking about. We're talking about failure. All right, so after touching on my... uh, one of my most prominent failures in my life. Uh, Jenna, what was one of your failures that you look back on now and it definitely sticks out to you? Well, if you know me, you know that I fail often (laughs) and I fail hard. (laughs) Like, fall flat on your face, dig a hole, bury yourself. Can I really quick? Sure. Life kind of just throws shit at Jenna. Yeah, that's fair. Well, it's not unwarranted. It's not unwarranted (laughs) failure. So... Um, my biggest failure. I think the one that sticks out the most to me was the one that happened this, this spring. So I was removed from the volleyball team for not the first time, but the second time. The first time was more because of grades, but the second time was, um, a little bit more challenging for me to deal with because there wasn't really a definitive reason. It was more of a, it was more of a a compilation, mm-hmm. a compilation of lots of reasons. Um, I wasn't the best teammate. You know, I did really well in school, better than I have done in a long time. Do you think that, long time. that definitely made it harder is not really having that clarity about what yeah, happened? Yeah, you know, sometimes you do fail and you don't really know why. You don't know what you did wrong. I feel like that's probably the most common way people fail in life is like they absolutely fail something and they're like, what the fuck, what did thought I do? I did everything right. Yeah, yeah, I thought I, you know, I studied, I... Yeah. Like quizzes, for example. Yeah, school, oh my gosh. Yeah. So I studied. Yeah. I, you know, I stayed up till midnight studying terms and I totally understood it. Like, and then I went into the test and I failed. Like, that, that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Or, you know, you get fired for one thing and whatever. You know, I failed. I've been fired from a job. I got that job again. I have been kicked off the volleyball team twice. Um, the first time was for grades, like I said. I've failed multiple college classes and, you know, my biggest failure that I feel really sticks out to me is the one where I got removed from the team this this uh right after right after nationals right after Christmas break I came back and Brian you know told me um I really want to see you give it your all going into spring ball and I had no idea that the next day he was going to call me into his office and remove me from the team after he had basically told me that I just needed to try harder mm-hmm. and he he kind of made it you know apparent to me that it was more related to my emotional stability rather than what I brought to the table. And I also, you know, there's a lot of things I could say about that program, but um, if I let all of those things that I believe about Brian and about tech volleyball and about all the people I played with, if I let those things affect the way that I view that failure, then I'll never really accept that failure. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I won't actually grow from it. I'll just make excuses for it and I'll just continue to pretend like it wasn't my fault. But if I just accept it and realize that, which is what I've done. Do you think you're still in that process of I'm still accepting accepting that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Coming back. I wasn't going to come back this year. I spent my summer in Los Angeles um, doing an internship, which you know, it was really cool because it was like a bunch of people that didn't know me. They didn't know my working habits and I could kind of clean slate it Mm -hmm. and be the best that I could. And that obviously showed because how I overcame that failure of being kicked off the team. um, Mm -hmm. So you think others definitely your, their perception of you definitely affected you 
and how you oh absolutely how you overcame it or yeah coming back it? yeah coming back from the first time I left tech I had in my mind this idea that when I came back I was gonna have to be very different and I had grown a lot I really did mm-hmm. but I felt like I couldn't really outgrow the opinions and the perceptions of people that already knew me Mm -hmm. I like Brian, for example, and Christy, for example. And, you know, I felt like they they didn't stop seeing old Jenna and I felt like they kept me in this box. And that happens a Mm -hmm. lot. Like, for example, your family, families will just kind of put Put you you in this box. box. Yeah, they put you in this box and they tell you that you can't do this and you can't do that. And you're no different than who you were when you were growing up, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And if you, that is like the ultimate failure is to allow somebody to make you feel like you can't change. Yeah. Because that's not true. You can absolutely be different. Yeah. And I think this is one of the biggest thing with biggest things with kids going to college is because they change so much living on their own and meeting new people over the course of months. I mean, and they grow up. People in their past, people from high school, their family don't know how to how to react, I guess, or how to uh, socialize, how to, I don't know, get along with the new person or accept, I guess, accept the new person that they are. They're, they're just confused. And so a lot of people don't see that. And that's where a lot of, I don't know, conflict occurs, but we can go on to that. In the, yeah, in um, I get what you're saying. I think what you mean is you feel they're like, like whoa whoa you just came back as a new person like what are oh you doing? yeah who do you think you are like yeah. you think that you left yeah. for a couple months well yeah that they yeah. get fixated on this version of you that they already know that they originally yeah yes and that actually brings me to so one of my really good friends dre um when i was going through a really tough time the first time before i moved home and took that year off before i came back to tech um i took a year off between my sophomore and junior season where i went home and i got you know I went home and I took other classes at different schools and I lived at home and I detoxed from all the drugs that I was doing the first two years that I was here and that lifestyle, I was trying to detox that lifestyle out of me. And I remember before I left, Dre told me, cause I cared a lot about what people think of me and I still do. I mean, who doesn't, but I cared a lot back then. And he told me, you know, if you try so hard to please everybody with who you are, there's a hundred million different versions of you out there. And if you try to please every different person with that perspective that they have of you, you're just pretending to be somebody who doesn't exist. Each time you talk to somebody. Each time you, yeah. That gave me chills. Right? Isn't that kind of That was a good way to put it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He he studies psychology. He's, yeah, he's very big (laughs) in the developmental side. You can literally have a hundred different personalities for each person that Well, yeah. So everybody sees you a different way. And if you try to you know, be that person that they all want you to be, then you're going to try to be a hundred thousand different people rather than just being yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, the only person that really knows you is God. And I definitely stick to that, Mm -hmm. that belief that God is the only one who knows me. Oh yeah. But yeah, that was my biggest issue coming back. You know, Brian wanted me to be a leader. He wanted me to lead the team by example. And I just wasn't ready for that amount of pressure. I wasn't I, but you did a damn good job. I thought I did okay, you know, and I could have done better. I could have been a better teammate to people. I could have been kinder to people. I could have been kinder to Brian when I didn't agree with what he had to say. And, you know, that kind of bit me in the butt. But moving forward, I felt very embarrassed um, by being removed from the team. But how did I get over it? I focused on the next chapter of my life that I knew was coming. 
and I had an internship and I knew that this was my opportunity to use what God gave me in mm-hmm. terms of an opportunity to get a degree, mm-hmm. to get an education, to get my butt back here. Because if I didn't have, you know, the opportunity to play again, I wouldn't have come back to school. I would yeah. have stayed working in California, just working at Starbucks, maybe got a waitressing job, like who knows. Mm-hmm. But I came back and I took advantage of this opportunity to get a degree. And, and more importantly, the career that you're going into. Right, after. yeah. So I you did. wanted to get jump-started Yeah, I wanted to get, I wanted to know that outside of what people say, I can go somewhere with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people are going to tell you that you're not capable of great things. Like, for example, my dad tells me, or used to tell me all the time when I was young, that I would never amount to anything. And yeah, I know that he didn't mean that, but I think that what he meant was who I was then. I wasn't going to amount to anything, and... Who I am now, I think that I can amount to a lot more. And same with you, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've had a lot of people tell me a lot of different things <laughs> that I know aren't true. And so, I don't know. I'm really good at not giving a fuck. Yeah. And that's important to take yourself outside of that box that people place you in with the words that they use about you when they label you and they um, confine you. You know, they limit you. They yeah. really do. People no, limit you all yeah. the time. Instead, you got to take that box and you got to take all the shits that you want to give, the put them in that box <laughs> and throw and it then away. fucking throw it out the window <laughs> and throw that box out the window. Yeah. So anyway, how did that failure motivate me? It I went to that internship and I did better. Honestly, it was, it's kind of funny because like I low key coasted a little bit towards the end of it because I knew that I was doing really well <laughs> in the beginning and I didn't really yeah. need to try that hard, which I regret, but I mean, we all do that. Um, and I got a full offer. I got a full, uh, employment offer and I accepted it and I signed the contract and I'll be making over six figures the first year I graduate here. And that is a big win for me. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So basically (laughs) screw what people tell you, what screw what people label you and what people say about you. And what you label yourself after that failure. I mean, yeah, no, there was a lot of stuff. You're going to say... I don't even know what I'm doing. Yeah, there's a lot of self-talk. A lot of right after that failure is probably the worst. See, it's always darkest before the dawn. Oh my gosh, (laughs) that's very true. Had to throw one of those. That's very true. But yeah, don't let the. That's kind of where I feel like that book. Really, I've while I've been reading it, it really reminds me to take the pain of the past and the things that I've done wrong and callous over. Like Mm -hmm. you can't hurt me. You can Mm -hmm. kick me off the team. You can remove me from the team for being not the person that you wanted because mm-hmm. it wasn't a rejection based off skill or uh, merit or my academic achievements. It was literally because they didn't like who I was. And that's, that's kind of hard. That's one of the worst. I feel like that's yeah. the worst type of rejection. Yeah, is like no, the type like, where it's like, I don't like you. Like, I don't like who you are. He's just not that into you. That movie. He's just not, <laughs> he's he's just just not, not that, that into you. you. Great movie. Give that a watch. If you feel like it. <laughs> Netflix, Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Netflix, Jennifer <laughs> So, yeah, you know, how to ca- how to take the pain and callous over that part of your brain that wants to tell you that you're not enough. Mm-hmm. Take that pain and say, shove it. Like, you have no idea what you're talking about, including yourself. Sometimes you are your biggest obstacle. Actually, for me, I am my biggest obstacle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? Do you think you're your biggest obstacle, McKenna? Yeah, but I would say I'm also my biggest supporter. See, that's cool. That's why. Yeah. So I'm constantly fighting between like, um, like, dude, why? Are, what are you doing? Like, you got to get back on track. And then mm-hmm. my other version is like, 
you know, you did a great job today. Like, you may not have gotten everything done, but, like, you're you're fucking pushing through. And I love that about you. And so I have that, I have that going for me, I got to say. Yeah. That's I one thing that's, I'm kind of good at. It's always good to reward yourself for the things you did well. Yeah. I think a lot of people get so focused on the things that they do wrong that they forget to reward themselves yeah. for the things that they do right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it is a lot. A lot of the times it's about the small victories. It's about the things that you did that day. Yeah. When you absolutely mess up, you're like, okay, what did I do right? Yeah. Like, exactly. There's got to be one thing. Let's play the glad game. Let's play There's the gotta glad game. There's got to be one thing that you can be happy about that day. But you I'll gotta, say that a lot. So Yeah. But okay, definitely. what about, like, repeated failure? Like, you've tried to do the same thing. Uh-huh. Let's say you got this one class and you've taken six quizzes and you study, right? You think you know your shit. And mm-hmm. every time you go in, you fail. How do you change that? Do you try harder? Because, mm. I mean... That's a good question. Because I feel like... I'm tempted I know. to go to outside sources and be like, talk to my teacher, say, like, dude, I can't. Like, you can't. Sometimes like, you what do, do I yeah. do? Yeah. Sometimes you do have to ask for help. I mean, I obviously repeatedly failed volleyball. You know, like, I had to go home that first year, and then the second time... I think God kind of used that as a blessing, though, because I believe that that team was a little bit toxic. Not not that the people were toxic, mm-hmm. but that the environment just was the same, and I had kind of changed. Well, you were more <coughs> in a growth, I would say, more in a growth mindset. Yeah. Um, I was still, no, I was definitely fighting my fixed mindset where okay. I was labeling. I was definitely my biggest problem in that aspect where I felt like I was always telling myself, oh, you are showing them that you haven't changed. Mm -hmm. And I would overcompensate for being a leader and just beat myself up at practice. Like just if I did something wrong, I would just lose my mind. I would get super angry. And that was because I was holding on to a lot of the things that had already been said about me instead of letting them go and focusing on what God wanted me to do in more of the present. Yeah. I wasn't being very present. I was Mm -hmm. being very lazy. Conscious of the past. Oh, yeah. yeah, being overly conscious of the past um, and not allowing myself to do that, to really demonstrate the growth that I had made that year, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know. I think repeated failure is, um, it's it happens. Like, you're you're going to keep trying and trying and trying to do the same thing over and over. That's how I feel about this school thing. Like, I've been here for how many years? Mm-hmm. I feel like I've been here for for forever and so at what point do you graduate what point do you accept that that it may not get better i think that that you i think you should never you should never never so there's you're saying there's always you're telling me there is always (laughs) like there's always a staircase that you can climb up it's not just down 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 Mm. you're telling me that that if you really work for something that that you can make it happen I really believe that. That is yeah. crazy. <laughs> You're so dumb. No, I really do. I really do believe that. Yeah. You can. It's just, that's the thing. It's like, how how hard are you really willing to work to get mm-hmm. an A in chem? How hard are you willing to push out the version of you that tells you you can't? Mm. Because I feel like that's... Elaborate on that. Okay, so like I said, I have that version that says, dude, it's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. I've failed seven times in a row. I probably fail another seven times. So I, for me so personally, do you quit or do you keep for going? me personally, I got to tell that voice to shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's fair. And then yep. I got to figure out some kind of strategy to where I won't, I won't fail. What that strategy is, that's where I'm confused right now. Well, I I just got to figure that out. But that's that's, that's, that's a life problem. right there. That's life. That's not figuring just you. out. Yeah, I know. Figuring out. Life's all about the problems you're willing to fix. 
to, to have <laughs> to have life's all about no seriously life's all about the problems you're willing to have in your in your life you don't have to if you weren't willing to get better at chem you would drop the class <laughs> or you, yeah. or you would stop going to school <laughs> if you weren't willing to get a degree to get money to eventually have a mm-hmm. career in life you would just not go to school if you weren't willing so first i got to have a will a will to do to do it there's right? a will, there's a way. There's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and then, yes, exactly, for the next part, I got to actually put in some work. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, I think the whole chemistry thing, though, is kind of hard to relate to because Tech's chemistry program is, like... Oh, all gosh, they do can is we just... They bell curve, so basically they We're put, a technical school, by the way. Yeah, STEM school. So, <laughs> chem is, like... A lot of people have to take it. here. Right. Well, I know, I, but they want, because everybody has to take it here. I guess that's they, why want they want it to, it to be, be hard. very hard so that if you don't pass, you're not. You probably should, yeah. You shouldn't be, <laughs> you shouldn't be in the degree. Shouldn't be here, sorry. That's why yeah. tech has such good career services, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, we can talk about that a different <laughs> day. But, so, yeah, some problems aren't worth some problems just really aren't like if you're trying to get like for example if you're trying to get the same guy over and over and over and this isn't directed at you mckenna but maybe a little bit i don't know why it would (laughs) if you're trying to get the same guy and like obviously you keep seeing red flags and the same things keep breaking you up i guess that's a problem not worth having we have to remember there are problems not worth trying to fight for that's definitely one of them. That is definitely one of them. And this is the internal thing that I was talking about where that person in your side yourself is like just telling you, you what you know you shouldn't do. What you know you shouldn't let be a problem. I think sometimes, too, that people aren't real enough with themselves. Like, Oh, absolutely. Uh, there's this one part in the book, um, You Can't Hurt Me, where he talks about the real, like the real mirror, like how he gets real with himself. Yeah. And he literally just like goes into the bathroom and looks in the mirror and starts shaving his head because he was like this little thugged out kid who lived in Indiana and he was like no wonder nobody takes you serious like look at the way you fucking dress look at the way you fucking act and he starts shaving his head and like bitching himself out in the mirror and he says things like if you're fat you're fat tell yourself you're fat lose weight don't just say oh i just need to lose a couple pounds or oh i'm a little loose like just be real yeah just be real with yourself be like i'm fucking fat which i say to myself and actually i don't feel bad about it sometimes but see when i'm that real with myself i feel bad so i'm like no i'm sorry like well yeah you're not supposed to constantly (laughs) negative self-talk yourself but you need to drill sergeant yourself sometimes and be like pull your head out of your fucking ass and get your shit together. You're you almost weigh two hundred pounds and you're five eight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's probably not probably a problem. Probably probably prob- a problem worth having. Probably a problem worth solving. Solving right? Yeah. But I mean, you gotta have it to solve. Okay, it. but anyway, back to what we were talking about. <laughs> Failure is a part of life, and and obviously, that's your biggest motiv motivator. <laughs> that's your biggest motivator. <laughs> All right, so we're going to leave you with this. I'm going to go all Bible on you, okay? <laughs> so Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, Trust the Lord with all your heart and don't depend on your own understanding. Remember the Lord in all you do and he will give you success. Amen. So I feel like this best encapsulates, yep, what, <laughs> what point we're trying to get across, which is you're going to fail. Okay, that's just part of freaking life. And it's the most cliche thing you could ever hear, but... 
failure does not define you. It's how you get up. It's how mm-hmm. you go on with mm-hmm. your life. It's how you deal with it and how you, how, how resilient you are mm-hmm. in life. Yeah. Because if every time you failed, you stopped doing something, you probably you would, never would, get never, anything done. You would never accomplish anything. You would never finish a single task. No, probably not. Pro- I definitely yeah, wouldn't. probably not. <laughs> so. So let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. If let's say you have a big failure and you think it's the end of the world, you don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. What's something that you want to hear? What do you want to be told to get over that failure? I Or what, I guess, what else can you hang on to that will well, get you I, through it? I usually turn to my best friend, Kaylin, in times of serious failure. And that girl has watched me fail a lot. And she always tells me that everything's going to be okay. And that sometimes it's not fun to hear in the moment because you know it's true. You don't want yeah. to hear that because you absolutely know that everything's going to be fine. And that oh, every- Jenna does this with me on the I daily. Do. When I freak out about something little. I'm like, it's going to be fine. <laughs> it's going to be fine. And sometimes you're really not sure if it's going to be fine, yeah. but it usually ends up being okay. You, yeah. You'll make it 30 minutes past whatever just happened and you don't really feel the same way you did in the moment. Yeah. Everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. That feeling that you feel right after? Your emotions are definitely temporary. lying to you. So oh, yeah. If we can leave you with nothing else today, just remember every time that you fail and every time you come face-to-face with an epic fail, (laughs) an epic (laughs) failure, just remember it's going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. And then try to figure out how to grow from that. Mm -hmm. Don't lean on yourself. I don't think that it's best to lean on yourself in times of failure, but turn to God. That's I mean, Mm -hmm. I have to turn to God when when I fail because I know that... I'm human, mm-hmm. you know, and the creator of the universe is <laughs> going to carry me through it. So when you're in the storm and you're failing after failing after failing, just remember to lift mm-hmm. your gaze, honestly, <laughs> seriously. And I'll just, uh, I'm going to rewind on what you said mm-hmm. about freaking out about, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe it's a big failure you're freaking out about, which is acceptable. But like I said, everything is temporary. And also the things we worry about are not really things that we should be worrying about most of the time. Does and that make will, sense? Yes. So and I think these little failures that we encounter daily, weekly, monthly, whatever, they are actually laughable. <laughs> if you think about what we worry about, what we think is the end of the world is nowhere close to the end of the world. Mm-mm. That's also what gets me through is knowing that the world's going to keep spinning. It's not my tiny little failure of a, of a chem quiz yesterday that mm-hmm. is going to stop my world from spinning. So, so yeah. we'll leave you with that and join us next week where we're, where, where we will, oh my gosh, <laughs> where we will probably be talking about how temporary our emotions are oh, and we'll be talking about judgment and stuff like that, stuff of that yeah. nature. So tune in next week. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Peace.